Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Hi there. Today is Thursday, October 7th. This is the Illuminated Word and I'm David McLean. Our reading today is going to come from Matthew chapter 22, verses 1 through 14. It reads, Once more Jesus spoke to them in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding banquet for a son. He sent out his servants to summon those invited to the banquet, but they didn't want to come. Again, he sent out other servants and said, Tell those who are invited, Look, I've prepared my dinner. My oxen and fattened cattle have been slaughtered and everything is ready. So come to the wedding banquet. But they paid no attention and went away one to his own farm, another to his business. And the others seized his servants, treated them outrageously, and killed them. The king was enraged, so he sent out his troops, destroyed those murderers, and burned down their city. And then he told his servants, The banquet is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. Therefore, go to where the roads exit the city and invite everyone you find to the banquet. So those servants went out on the roads and gathered everyone they could find, both evil and good. And the wedding banquet was filled with guests. But when the king came in to view the guests, he saw a man there who was not dressed for a wedding. So he said to him, Friend, how did you get in here without wedding clothes? The man was speechless. Then the king told the attendants, Tie him up hand and foot and throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are invited, but few are chosen. All right, so let me begin by just acknowledging what we may all be thinking, at least what I'm thinking. And that is, we don't really like this parable all that much. This is one teaching from Jesus that we probably would just rather skip right over and, and probably often do. Because we like to hear about how much God loves us and about how much Jesus died for our sins. You know, we, we like to be uh, affirmed that by our belief in Jesus, we are saved. And, and, and of course, these are all important part of the good news of the gospel story. But one of the things we often forget or, or maybe just choose to ignore is the fact that the gospel story is also a challenging message. Jesus talked more about money and riches and how we should give them away than any other subject besides the kingdom of God. Yet, how many of us take these teachings seriously? I'd venture to say that, that most people who sit in church probably just give just enough. And that's not me being judgmental on what anybody's giving, but oftentimes I think we're guilty of doing the bare minimum. You know, what is the, the, the minimum that we have to do? And we don't ever take that life-altering step of giving sacrificially. And so, in the same way, we like to picture ourselves living for eternity in God's favor, but choose to ignore the fact that we must actually live different lives as Christ followers, or, uh, well, that we can't just be the same as we've always been. Um, so let's kind of wrestle with this a little bit. Uh, as he begins to tell his parable, uh, we quickly understand that the king throwing the wedding banquet represents God. And as the parable unfolds, we see two lists of invitees to the banquet uh, come out. So the guests invited first are often understood to represent the Israelites or God's chosen people. Uh, I think, at least in context, it's also specifically targeted towards those who consider themselves 
uh, worthy of being there, worthy of the invitation, uh, i.e. the Pharisees, but uh, we could broaden it to Israelites. Um, of course, you could broaden it better or, or even wider um, to anybody who would view themselves as favorable to, favorable to God uh, for any reason. But these, any, whoever these guests are, they, they reject the invitation saying, really, essentially, we're too busy. Um, and so they lose their place at the banquet. So the king sends out his servants again, this time with a different guest list. Um, and so this guest list, uh, we've traditionally thought that these were represent the Gentiles, uh, which would fit. But I think a, a broader view also can be taken here. Um, these would be basically people who have no prior relationship with God whatsoever. Uh, and so these guests graciously accept the invitation, and so the wedding banquet proceeds. Uh, but then the king appears to see how things are going, and he discovers that there's there's one guest who is not dressed appropriately. Um, you could say, well, they may not have could afforded the clothes, um, but that doesn't really matter uh, because when he asked the man why he wasn't dressed appropriately, he doesn't even give an explanation. He's speechless. He doesn't say anything. It's almost as if he just really doesn't care, as if he doesn't really want to be there. And so then we get to that part of the parable that we really don't like. The king throws the underdressed guest into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And all we can think of ourselves is, well, where's the grace? You know, at least this man came. At least he showed up. At least he didn't murder the king's servants. He accepted the invitation and came. All he did was just dress the wrong way. So I want to pause for a second, just kind of talk about grace. Um, I think this parable is all about God's grace and the appropriate response on our part. Um, I want to talk for a minute about John Wesley's teaching about grace. If you're not familiar with it, if you are great, but if not, uh, Wesley taught a lot about God's grace. Uh, and one of the distinguishing features of Wesley's teaching about grace is that it can, can be divided into three distinct parts. You have prevenient or preventing grace, justifying grace, and sanctifying grace. So he would say, think of it like a house. So prevenient grace is the porch on the outside. So anyone can walk up onto a front porch, right? I mean, nothing stops you. I mean, I guess there's a no trespassing sign, but pretty much anyone can walk up on a front porch. So in the same way, God's provenient grace is available for all people no matter what. It's God's grace at work in our lives before we're even aware of who God is. And so in the house analogy, justifying grace would be like the door that leads from the porch to the inside of the house. So, though most people can walk up onto a front porch, not all people can enter a house. So, justifying grace is the grace that changes us when we make that choice to commit our lives to God through Jesus. Uh, you can liken it to the change that we talk about uh, in baptism. And, and then there's sanctifying grace, which is the grace that's constantly at work in our lives. Uh, the grace that helps us grow in our relationship with God, uh, helps us become more like Christ. And so, you know, with that house analogy, sanctifying grace is like the stairway that leads up. So, uh, in this case, upward to a closer relationship with God and, and Jesus Christ. And so, if you have those three views of grace, um, provenient grace is the grace that goes before us. It's available to all people. Justifying grace is the grace that moves us from our old selves into a new covenant life with God. And sanctifying grace is the grace by which we grow in our Christ-likeness. Mm. So, and just because you move from one section to the other, one grace to the other, doesn't mean you can't go back. Wesley also believed that we could backslide. 
uh, that we could be uh, justified and on our way towards sanctification. Uh, and then because we choose to sin and go in, against what God teaches, uh, we can end up uh, taking a few steps backwards or downward. Um, you can even renounce your faith, find yourself back on the front porch. Uh, so no longer in that relationship with God. So with that in mind, let's go back to the parable and fit the pieces together. So the invitation that the king sends, uh, well, both of the invitations are like God's provenient grace. Not once, but twice, the king sent his servants out to summon the wedding guests. Uh, he was persistent, just as God persists in grace. Uh, but both times the guests ignored the summons. And so the second time they actually abused and killed the servants who had come bearing the invitation. Uh, they, the, the ones who were invited, made a conscience decision to not be justified, to not walk through the door into the house of the king's presence. And so what happened? Death. They lost their chance for that life-changing, life-giving relationship uh, with the king. Uh, but as we know, God's grace is not limited to a few. So when the first guest refused to appear, the king sends his servants out again, but this time to the edges of town to invite anyone and everyone they come across. This was not the norm. This is not how you would invite people. Uh, you would not just go and grab anybody and bring them to the king's feast. Um, but this broad invitation is a clear example of God's provenient grace available to all people. He made no distinction in his invitation. It was for everyone, evil and good, rich and poor, friend or foe, widow, orphan, outcast, sick. It didn't matter. The people came. And so Jesus tells us that the wedding banquet was full of guests. And these people had welcomed uh, God's grace in their lives or the king's grace into their lives. And they stepped off that front porch and into the presence of the king. Uh, but then when the king appeared, he noticed one of the guests was not dressed appropriately. And that's where this parable gets nasty for us uh, again. Um, see, this guest had walked into the king's presence, but his life had not been changed. When you look at garments, when, when, when garments are focused on uh, in scripture, it's usually referring to, uh, their, their, their status. Uh, it's kind of calling back a little bit to the garden. Adam and Eve are naked. And then when they realize their sin, they're clothed, um, clothed in, uh, robes of white. That's talking about purity. Like anyways, it is talking about, uh, the, the idea of garments and robes and things like that, it's, it's usually representing something to do with their relationship with God. Uh, they're, they're, they're standing before God. It's a common metaphor uh, where the donning of wedding garments represents a life changed uh, because of God. So this one guest had chosen not to change. And to the king, that means his life had not changed, uh, that he really didn't desire to be there. So he's thrown back out onto the porch out into the darkness, away from anything meaningful, much less life-giving relationship with God. And so, what does that have to do with us today? Uh, here's where I see, if we do not choose to respond to God's invitation of grace, to, to step through the door of justification into the king's presence, if we choose to do that, then it means our lives must be changed. Otherwise, we're no better off than when we were standing on the porch. You know, within the church, there are those members uh, like the ones in the parable who refuse the invitation from God in one way or the other. Uh, you know, they they want the the safe, soft side of discipleship, but they they walk away or they tend to ignore the more difficult work of outreach, uh, of getting their hands dirty. They want blessings from God, but they can't be found when it's time to share in the work of ministry. They can. Always be counted on to, to eat a free dinner at church, but they're not willing to serve a meal uh, at, a, at a food 
bank or go and work for uh, people less fortunate or to work for the or serve the homeless or hand out groceries. They want peace on earth, but they don't want to work for that peace. So living in God's presence means living differently. You know, th- this last line that Jesus has here, for many are invited, but few are chosen. Uh, you know, I always heard growing up uh, that was the uh, the justification for uh, predestination or Calvinism, that we are selected. But uh, to be clear, uh, this line does not say that uh, is not saying that there are only few are chosen out of the group. Like God has chosen individuals. Uh, this is not a pre-selective chosen, but this is um, the idea that the choices that you make, the choice that you make to follow God and to follow His will and to live your life in the way that He calls, puts you in that category of people that are chosen, the chosen ones of God. So, like here is the. Here's the expectations of God's people. If you if you are within those expectations, if this is what you choose to follow, then you are part of the chosen. So lots of people can show up, but if they don't choose to follow God's will for their lives, if they don't choose to be changed, if they don't if they're like this wedding guest who shows up and he's there, but he looks just like he did when he was on the outside. Well, that that means few or many are invited, but few are chosen. And so living in God's presence means living differently. And so the, the invitation has gone out. The question is not whether uh, we can manage to fit this party into our schedule, uh, but this is about living in God's grace. Uh, this is about living a, a new life through God and Jesus Christ. And how we respond makes all the difference. This parable is our life. This, this is life. How are we going to look as followers of Christ? Well, I've already went longer than we were trying to keep. I think we we're trying to keep it to eight to 10 minutes. So, <laughs> oops, sorry. I hope, though, that you have been blessed in some way uh, by this reading. Uh, I hope that you have been having a, a great week so far, uh, that you have had a blessed week, but also that you have been looking for ways to be a blessing to those around you in, in some way, some form or fashion. I want to thank you for listening, and until next week, have a blessed week.